welcome to the Taney Love Church Podcast. Our desire is to gather, train, and send those who are called to the kingdom. We hope this message inspires, uplifts, and equips you to fulfill the call that God has placed in your life. Thanks again. God bless. Okay, so over the last several weeks, we've been talking about living by the Spirit versus living by the flesh. Has anyone been able to listen to some of these or enjoy some of these? It's been, a, it's been uh, an eye-opening time for me to rediscover some of these things and study. I mean, we, no one, none of us have full revelation of any specific subject. It's just the ability to continue to read and to seek. And so last week, we were talking about the Holy Spirit in you. We were talking about how the Holy, when, when Jesus ascended into heaven, that the Holy Spirit was poured out on all flesh and lives inside us. And last week we talked about how you can be led by the Spirit. And how every decision you have to make, you don't have to make on your own. Every decision that comes upon your life isn't the sole responsibility for the right choice in that decision doesn't rest on your shoulders. If you're in relationship with the Lord, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, it rests on His his shoulders and your partnership and waiting on him and hearing the answer. Sometimes the best thing to do is to not move until you know, to not make a decision until you hear. I I will tell myself the amount of times that I've gotten ahead of what God wanted me to do is a lot. I probably could, it'd be a lot of numbers. It'd be a lot of times, but I endeavor to continually be exactly where he wants me to be when he wants me to be there. And he helps me. We talked about how, um, how in, in Second Kings that God's voice was, wasn't described in the earthquake or in the volcano or in the shaking of the mountain, but it was described as a whisper. When, uh, when God was talking, he didn't talk through this great thunders. Has anyone ever seen the, the old Ten Commandments movie? Moses! <laughs> that's not how he talks. Okay? That's, that's a wrong adaptation of how the voice of God actually comes according to Scripture. He does, it would be, listen, it would be so awesome if that's how it worked. Ben, don't drive down the road. You know, it'd be way more fun if you just like, hold on, the Lord's talking. Maybe it wouldn't be fun. I don't know. But he, his voice is described as a quiet whisper. And what I said is if we're in a room and we're all talking and then Nancy tries to whisper to me, do you think I can hear her whisper? If you guys are just talking, not even loud, just normal volume talking. Well, normal for you, not normal for me. They're probably different. Normal volume of talking, and Nancy starts whispering to me, do you think that I could hear her? No. What would I need to do to hear her voice? I I would need to shut up everyone else, everyone be quiet, or I'd need to go closer to where she is. And I need to quiet down other noises and listen. A lot of times people want to hear God, but they don't wait. They don't take the time. It's, all right, Lord, I got 37 seconds because I've hit snooze four times. What am I supposed to do today? Well, I didn't hear anything. I'm just going to go do what I normally do. So to, to be a believer, to be this thing that we call Christians, it actually requires some discipline on your part. If you want to know what God wants for your life, which I believe that we would all want to do that, how many of you would like to actually know like what God has for your life? 
to where like like you have so much confidence knowing you're in the exact place you're supposed to be at the exact time you're supposed to be there. It wouldn't matter what anyone else said because it's like, well, no, I, God literally said, Mike, you're supposed to be right here right now. How many of you would like to have that confidence? Let me see your hands. Absolutely. He'll tell you. He, he is not withholding your destiny from you. He's not withholding direction from you. It has a lot less to do with what he's doing and a lot more to do with what you're doing or not doing. Now, I'll say this. You, 90% of the time, sorry, 99.999% of the time, you don't get to know the whole picture. You don't get to know the whys. You don't get to know the whens. A lot of times what happens is you just get, you just get one thing that you're supposed to be doing right now, and in your mind, you're trying to figure out how that relates to what God wants for your life, but it doesn't matter because all that matters is obedience through that command. Does that make sense? I'll give you an example, and I'll use myself as an example, okay? At the beginning of the year, the Lord told me I was going to need to do some things. There were some things that were coming up that we needed to prepare for, right? And so I began to ask the Lord, okay, how am I supposed to get ready for this? What are we supposed to do? And he didn't answer any of my questions, but you know what he did say to me? He said, Micah, I want you to get healthy this year. I want you to start eating cleaner than you've ever eaten. I want you to start going to the gym regularly. And I said, what does that have to do with any of these other things? These things that I need like money for, these like trips that are coming up, these, these things that we need finances for, like getting free from debt so I can walk into... In my mind, I can't figure out how the two of these relate. I need a large amount of finances to get out of debt, to go on these trips, and God says, I need you to lose weight. Okay? I don't, I don't see how they're related. But simply obeying and being where God tells you to be when he tells you to be there. Since I started doing this, I have lost weight. I have been healthier. I've done things and money has come in. Lots of it, like $14,000 of it. We've been able to pay off $14,000 worth of debt in the last three months. Now tell me how those relate. I, I can't. I can't. I don't know how they're related, except... God told me to do this thing in the answer to me seeking him on what's the answer for this thing over here. Does that make sense? It's simple obedience. That's why I said, if you want to know that you're at the exact place you're supposed to be at the exact time you're supposed to be there, maybe something as simply as it's time for you to get healthy. It's maybe, it may be something as simple as I want you to move. It may be something as simple as I want you to quit that job and I want you to work over here. It, the reason why we don't get to always know the full picture is because how many of you, if I said, if I said this, if I said, Ben, I want ice cream from Andy's. I want you to go get it. Ben's going to figure out how to drive to Andy's and get me ice cream and come back. Now, there's about three or four different ways you can drive to Andy's from here. He's going to pick the one that he thinks is the, the quickest way to go. But what Ben may not know he may not know that there's construction on 76 somewhere, but I do know that. And if instead of him waiting and saying, okay, how am I supposed to do it? He just takes off. He gets caught up in construction. He has to take a detour. He goes around when really if he would have said, okay, how do you want me to do this? I would have said, hey, go, go this way. Turn, go on 248 and, and take a left here and then take a right here and come, on the, come behind the back way of Andy's, right? It, it's, it's so many times if we were to know the full plan, we would go, okay, God, I got this. I'll check in with you once I've done it. 
Does that make sense? That might not be the best analogy. But a lot of times if he, if he actually gave us the full thing that we're supposed to be doing in our lives, we would run there full-fledged and we would trample over people. We would make a mess of things. We would probably get ourselves in mass amounts of debts because we go, well, God said I'm supposed to do it, so I'm just going to take out a $100,000 loan and I'm going to move to Africa. And that's not his plan. He has a specific thing. Jeremiah 20:11 says, he, this is God talking, he said, I know the plan I have for you. He knows it. So if you want to know what that plan is, you've got to go to him. And whatever he says to you, do it. No matter how weird or how strange or how different you thought your life was going to go, no matter if it looks like a step back or a step to the side or a step forward, no matter what it looks like, the only way that you can have confidence knowing you're exactly, you're, you're literally standing and walking in the destiny that God has for you is to simply do what he asks you to do. Now, I understand that sometimes it's like, well, I, don't, I feel like I haven't heard the voice of the Lord in a while. I feel like maybe there's some static in the channel or whatever. This is, what, this is my advice I give to you. I did not come up with this, but it's really good advice anyways. It's, it's, it's as simple as this. Go to the last thing you know for sure that God told you to do. Back up till you can put your hand on that thing and say, I know God told me to do this. And make sure you either finish that work or you're in it. That's the only answer. Now, if you finished it and you know for you finished, go to the next thing after that that God told you to do and make sure you're doing that or it's finished. That's how you find yourself at the exact place you're supposed to be at the exact time you're supposed to be there. That's how you find yourself in the will of God. That's how you find yourself walking in the destiny that God has laid before you. It's as simple as that. But his voice, is, his voice isn't one that shouts out from the heavens. Could he? Absolutely. But it would require no faith. Unbelievers would become believers if God put his face in the sky and said, Hey, I'm God. Y'all should listen. Right? People would lose their minds. Right? They would. But he, without, the word says that without faith, it's impossible to please him. Okay, we have a misconception of who God is. And we've taken the character that we've seen in men and ministers and people above us, around us, and we've applied it to God. And we've seen the damage and the hurt and the pain that men and women have caused us, and we've equated it to the Father. Okay? It's wrong. God has never done and will never do anything evil to you. All right? It's important that you know this. If a man or woman who proclaimed to be a Christian or a believer or a pastor ever hurt you or ever said anything that was against Scripture, they're not doing that underneath the unction of the Holy Spirit. They're doing that because they are just like you. They're a man. They're a woman. They don't have all revelation. They don't have all knowledge, okay? God is not a bully. He doesn't manipulate you. He's not trying to get something from you. He's trying to give something to you. He understands what you need more than what you think that you need. He literally has so much for you, and it's this great place of absolute peace. When you lay your head down at night, would you like to not be worried? Would you like to not be concerned? Would you like to not have everything from the last week and everything for the next week rolling around in your head? Then do what God asks you to do. And if you, we get so busy 
saying yes to things. We get so busy doing things. We get so busy because it seems like maybe this might be the right thing and we do it with about 30% confidence. If, you, if you're in one of those things, this is, this is Micah's advice, maybe pull back. Now listen, be a man or woman of your word, complete what your contract is, complete what you said you were going to do. But it, what the enemy wants us to do is to stumble through life stumble from one thing to the next thing and everything feels like a struggle and everything feels like a stumble because some bad theologian, some bad teacher somewhere said, well, that's what life is on earth. And it's wrong. Jesus came to give us a better life. That's like kind of the whole reason why he died on the cross. One of the main ones is, is the personal relationship side of this thing. And if you're stumbling and you feel like you go from bad to worse and worse to bad and then bad to worse again, take, take a beat. Take a break. I say, you know what, Lord, I've tried figuring this out on my own. It hasn't been going so great. Humble yourself, right? The word says if you humble yourself before him, he will lift you up. He says he gives grace to the humble and he resists the proud. That means if you don't take responsibility for your action, he will resist you. Not ignore you. The verse says that he resists. You know that you can't resist someone by ignoring them? You have to, be, you have, you have to do it on purpose. Pride gets you in the position of being resisted by God. Don't go there. That's, 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 a, that's a bad place to be. But humble yourself before him and he will lift you up. He said, take my yoke upon you because it's easy. It's light. Most of the times in our endeavor, because here, and I'll say this too. I'm not trying to beat anyone up this morning. I believe that all of you want to do and be good. It's actually in your nature. God created you that way. He created you in his image to be and do good. But what happens is, is we kind of get confused on what that is. And we change that net good and good for me. And we stop seeking after what God wants and we seek after what we want. And we manipulate good into God's good as into good for me. Does that make sense? I'll give you an example. Reese's peanut butter cups are good. It's my favorite candy. Okay? Don't buy me any because I currently cannot eat them. Okay? I'm just, uh, don't get any ideas. It's my favorite, anything that Reese's makes, I just like peanut butter. It's my favorite thing. It is good. It tastes good. Is it good for me? No, no, that was wrong answer, Jenna. <laughs> it is not good for me. In fact, when I went to the doctor and I had a blood test done, they found peanut and milk proteins in my blood. And I, not to get weirdly scientific for you, those aren't supposed to be there. Okay, that means you're, I'm not processing it properly, so I should stop eating them. So in fact, Reese's peanut butter cup would be the opposite of good for me. Now, it is good, as in it tastes good. It's a momentary goodness for a lasting effect of, of hurt and pain and inflammation. So when, when I say that God is good and you were designed good, it's his version of good, not what feels good. I just want to make sure I clarify there. So in, in a spirit-led life, in living by the spirit versus living by the flesh, our job is to wait on him and seek after what he wants us to do and then simply do that thing. Would it be a relief to you 
to know that you don't have to do everything. Would that be a stress relief to you? To know that you don't have to figure everything out? To know that you don't have to have the answers? To know that you, it's not all on you? It, that For me, that actually relieves some stress. Now, I'm not saying be irresponsible and just say, all right, buy problems, I'm just going to ignore you. That's not what this is. But what it is is an, is an understanding of being able to actually breathe. Do you know God created every aspect of your body? He didn't just say like, he didn't like form us out of dirt and then like a stomach appeared. He's like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Like he, he planned every part of your body, your, 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 your skeletal system, your nervous system, your endocrine system. He, he planned all of it. Did you know that he didn't put an organ or a chemical in any of your systems that's designed to process stress? You didn't create, it's not, it's not there. Do you know why? The word says, cast all of your cares upon me and I will give you rest. He, he's the one that's supposed to take the worry. He's the one that's supposed to take the care. Well, how does that happen? By being led by the Spirit. Because if, I, if, if we were to just, here, just do me a favor. Just entertain me for a second. Close your eyes, okay? I want you to picture a big dining room table in front of you. And I want you to imagine putting dishes and cups of plates and on those dishes and in those cups and on those plates is every aspect of your life. Your hobbies, your desires, the, the shame that you carry, the hurt that you've carried, every, everything like, like your talents, your abilities. And I just want you to put it all on the table, like what you're responsible for, your jobs, your family, your relationships. And I want you to put everything on the table. And then I want you to imagine you put your arms in the middle and then you just spread everything about and you clear that space in the middle of the table. And then you say, okay, Lord, what am I going to do today? And then he takes one cup and one plate and one dish and he puts it in front of you and says, here's what I want you to focus on today. Now you can look at me. It's a lot more manageable than just looking at an entire table of chaos. And that's what be being led is. It's not a matter of just forgetting about all the junk. And I, 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 I can, the Lord told me to do this years ago. Before, right as this church was beginning to start, I like was really seeking the Lord because I don't, I, I don't know if I've told everyone this story, but it was, I never set out to be a pastor. It was never like, that's what I want to do when I grow up. It was never my plan. But as the Lord put it in my lap, I like was like, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I kind of freaked out a little bit. Like, I, I don't necessarily know how to do this the right way. I know that there's lots of books and tapes, but I'm not interested in what they have to say. I want to know what you say about it. And he literally had me, what I just showed you do, he told me to do that. He said, allow me to manage your life. And he said, I'm going to take things that are on this table and I'm just going to chuck them off the table completely because you have no business worrying or being around those things. And then I'll reorganize things for you and I'll put before you what you need to be focused on. Not worried about, not concerned about, but be focused on, as in applying faith to, looking in the Word, seeing what it says over that situation, and applying faith to that situation. One dish, one spoon, one cup, one bowl is far easier to manage than an entire table full of dishes. And that, imagine yourself in that place where when you wake up, all you have to do is just manage this one thing. That's way easier than like 
trying to manage everything. And the, act, the actual amount of stress that you have will decrease. It will, it will lower itself. Did you know that your body digests, in, digests very, very poorly if you're in stress mode? It, it does a bad, like it's, your body has two primary roads. It's like fight or flight, which is in stress, and then you have rest and digest, right? Most people, most people find themselves in a flight or fight mode their, their entire lives because of worry, because of stress. Stress isn't just emotional, it's emotional, spiritual, physical. When you find yourself in these positions of stress, it actually causes natural issues with your digestive system. Now, why would that be? Because you're not designed to carry stress. You're designed to cast all your cares on the Lord and to only pick up what He tells you to pick up. When He said, take my yoke upon you, that proves that there is a purpose. He does have something for you to do, but it's not all of this other stuff. It's one thing at a time. What does God want for you to do today? What does He want you to do in this season of your life? What does he want you to do right now? He, he just tells you little things to do, and then you do them. Like I said, I have no idea what weight loss has to do with paying off debt. I have no idea. But because of my obedience over here, all of this other, we did, not, we did nothing. We didn't, we didn't, like, start a GoFundMe. We didn't, like, try to, we didn't even tell people. Becky and I just, the Lord, this is one of the things the Lord was telling us to do. He said, one of the things you need to do is to get out of debt so you can walk into full-time ministry. I agree with that. That's scriptural, being faithful with those things. So we were seeking on how to do it, and he didn't answer me on how to do that. He said, get healthy, lose weight, eat better. You understand? That does, in, my, in my brain, maybe you guys are smarter than me, but in my brain, that makes no sense. However, the amount of weight I've lost and the amount of healthiness I've gotten has been directly equated to thousands of dollars coming in. Okay? I'm not saying that's you. Don't just go to the gym and be like, where's my money? That's not how this works. It only comes by being where God tells you to be when he tells you to be there. That's, what, that's all that I'm trying to prove by that, is by being exactly where God wants you to be. And it's the most peace that you can feel. It's the most peace. Like, I want you to, I really want you to be able to say, like, like, if you were to have, I don't know, is Facebook status still a thing? I don't know. I don't know if it used to, is still a thing. But, like, your status should, should be, you should be able to say exactly where I'm supposed to be at the exact time I'm supposed to be there. And don't just say it because it sounds good. Say it because you mean it and you feel it in your spirit and in your soul. Your soul, your soul isn't your enemy. Your emotions aren't your enemy. God made your emotions. He made your soul. But it's designed to be lined up with the spirit. And when you are aligned with the Holy Spirit, exactly where you're supposed to be, at the exact time you're supposed to be there, your soul can actually rest because it is not worried or concerned about tomorrow because the scripture said tomorrow will worry about itself. You can actually like breathe again. It doesn't feel like there's a 100-pound gorilla on your chest. That happens by living by the Spirit and not living by the flesh. The flesh only gratifies, that's the peanut butter cups today. It tasted good, but it wasn't good. That's what the flesh only gratifies. It. It's momentary gratification for long-time inflammation. Right? Living by the Spirit might take some discipline to our flesh, take some hard, honest, humbling conversations with the Lord, but the result of that is total and complete peace 
and complete lack of stress and worry because you understand that your life is solely rested on what he's asked you to do. This one thing that he asked you to do in this season. This one thing that he has for this chapter of your life. This one thing that he has for you today. No, no more other stuff, no more worry, no more freaking out because you're simply where you're supposed to be. And what I have found is when my life has been cleaned up of the clutter and I've allowed myself to just focus on what needs to be focused on, answers to little things that come up along the way, it's, just like, I just, it's almost like I know the answer before they come because God has given me the ability. He'll bring the answer. Like something will happen. This happened the other day. I literally was thinking about uh, we're, we're rebuilding this house uh, for my main client. And I was literally thinking about a problem that could arise on the way to work. And in me thinking about this problem that could happen, the solution came up from the inside of me. And I got to work, the problem happened, and I had the solution. Does that make sense to you? Listen, none of us are that smart. None of us are that intelligent. That is literally God interacting on your behalf. If you've ever found yourself in a similar situation, man, I just kind of knew what to do when I got there. I must be really good at this. No, <laughs> he's really good to you. Now he's given you ability and he's given you wisdom, but the only reason why you have the capacity to do those things is because of him. There's, you are, you're just literally a pile of cells if God doesn't interact on your behalf. That's it, like a glob of fleshly mess. That's all that you are. If God didn't interact with you every day, you may not feel him, it may not seem like he is, but every day of your life, God's hand is on your life and he's, and he's calling and he's, he's reaching out to you because he wants you to walk in a place of peace and comfort and hope doing exactly what you're supposed to do at the exact time you're supposed to be there. I literally haven't even gotten to any of my notes for a recap. <laughs> what do I do now? All right, I'll say, I'll say this to you. As you begin to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, there's evidences that will change in your life, okay? So last week I said there's two, there's two parts of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you and the Holy Spirit that comes upon you. Right now we're talking about the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. Does that make sense? We'll talk about the Holy Spirit that comes upon you in future weeks. In Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23, if you have your Bibles, let's turn there. I know I've been quoting Scripture to you this morning, but it's good for us to look at it as well. And, and I will say this every, every time that I remember, don't just take my word for it. Look these things up in the Bible. Study it for yourself, please. Galatians 5, starting in verse 22. Is this okay so far? What would ha I wonder what I would say if someone said no. I hear, I think we just asked that question because we feel like there needs to be filler. Maybe I'll do that next time. Say no. It actually be two degrees warmer in here. Galatians 5, verses 22. Everyone there? Okay. But I, but I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, for the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, and it goes through the works of the flesh. Well, we'll just jump ahead to verse 22. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Okay, now 
A few weeks back, we literally broke all of these down. We're not going to do that this morning. If you want to hear it, go back and listen to it. It'll be on our podcast. But, but here's how your life should change in these ways if you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you and you're doing what, I'm, what we're talking about doing this morning. Every day endeavoring to be exactly where God tells you to be at the exact time he tells you to be there. This is what will grow and increase in your life by the power of the Holy Spirit. Love. Would you like to have a greater capacity to love in your life? Me too. Live by the Spirit. Joy. Would you like to have joy in your life? Would you like to have more joy in your life? The Word actually says the joy of the Lord is the source of all strength. I'll say that again. The Word says the joy of the Lord is the source of all strength. This word joy doesn't mean a type of joy. It means the source of joy. There's, you see the difference? A, a type of joy, I'm not going to say that. A type of joy could be, I will say it. A type of joy could be you watching YouTube videos online of people tripping and falling. Okay? Amen. Now, we're not supposed to laugh at someone else's calamity, to use a biblical word to, for you. That's a, that's a type of temporary joy. Okay? I, I, what I'm trying to do is separate that from what this word joy is. This word joy is the source of joy. Does that make sense? Same thing with this word love joy. Same thing with this word peace. It's not a temporary peace, right? Like the chaos from the day is gone. I finally like got to put food in my belly. I maybe, maybe I got to watch a little bit of TV and maybe just for these 15 seconds, no one's bothering me and I have a little bit of peace. I'm not talking about that peace. I'm talking about the source of peace not the i'm two or three beers in and i got a good buzz going on so i kind of feel okay about life that's not that's a type of temporary peace what are you all looking at me for only me that's fine that's fine that's fine none of y'all ever sinned in your life it's okay it's a type of peace it's not the source of peace Does that makes sense patience patience isn't just the ability to withstand trials, it's the ability to withstand people. It's the ability, what are you laughing at, Nancy? It's the ability to deal with ignorance. It's the ability to deal with this world that we live in. Because none of you are going to tell me it's all just rainbows and butterflies out there. Have you ever tried to drive in the middle of tourism season around these roundabouts? It's like they don't even know how to use roundabouts. Okay? Patience gives you the ability to endure things while waiting on the Lord. It gives you the ability to not be bothered by thing, things that bother everyone else and get everyone all riled up and get their feathers all in a ruffle. Don't bother you, and it gives you an opportunity to get quiet and to seek the Lord. Kindness. This is the ability to be genuine, not just like, how's it going, see you later type of deal, but like a genuineness in your heart. that you're, You won't have to try to be kind. You become it because you're living by the Spirit. Does that make sense? Goodness, this is exact same thing. Faithfulness, the ability to be faithful to your commitments, to people, to jobs, and excel at those things. The word faithfulness doesn't mean you're doing worse. It means you're doing better. That means in, in, in your job and in your career and in your families and in your responsibilities, you have an increase in ability and a grace on your life. Gentleness. We all could probably be more gentle, especially when it comes to other people. 
Well, if you live by the Spirit, it will come up out of your life. And the last one, which is definitely not the least one, is self-control. This is how I don't eat the peanut butter cups, right? What's good now, but is not good for me. Self-control. These things, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control will automatically grow in your life simply by deciding to serve the Lord every day. Because if you decide to live by the Spirit versus living by the gratification of the flesh, right? Eating the peanut butter cups now because it tastes good as opposed to waiting and seeing what God wants you to do. These things will automatically, you will have to do nothing, but they will automatically begin to manifest in your life. They will automatically begin to increase in your life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control will begin to increase in your life simply by making the decision to follow Him every day. And, and there's, there's no being too far gone for any of this. This is the first time you're hearing this and you think, God, ah, this kind of sounds great. Right on. Good. Do it. If you've got some stuff that you need to walk back, if you've made some mistakes in your life, you're in good company. Raise your hand if you've never made a mistake in your life. Okay, Franny, we're going to have a talk later. <laughs> I know for a fact. I'm just, David told me. No, I'm just never. <laughs> so you're in good company. All of us have messed up, okay? All of us have. We've all come short. We've all fallen. So, so humble yourself. Get before the Lord. Say, God, I'm sorry. For the umpteenth time, I messed up again. This time I want to do things differently. I want to know what you want me to do. And I know that I've made mistakes, and I know that there's been consequences. I know that there have been issues. I know that I've done this thing. I know that this thing's happened. Help me get from where I am now to where I'm supposed to be now. I cannot say with absolute confidence that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be at the exact time I'm supposed to be there. Help me to get there, Lord. Show me what I'm supposed to do. Show me how I'm supposed to do it. And he is so good and he is so kind if you give him time, if you give him space, if you're willing to humble yourself, if you're willing to maybe shut the TV off, maybe don't go hang out with those friends, maybe not be on your phone. If you're just able to get quiet, go for a walk, go for a stroll, shut yourself in the closet, go for a drive, and just get quiet, he will start leading you. And it's not always a, a, a voice. Sometimes it's just a peace we talked about this before. Sometimes it's just you saying, I'm going to go take this job and then getting quiet and seeing how that rests in your spirit. And then saying, well, I'm going to take this job. For whatever reason, they could be equal jobs, but it just doesn't feel as peaceful in here. That's literally the Holy Spirit leading you. Now, this job might have better benefits, but it doesn't feel as good in here. This one has worse benefits, but it has, there's more peace. Follow peace. God always, hear me, always operates in peace. I'm not talking about emotional peace. I'm talking about spiritual peace. There's a difference. Okay? Want to know? Okay, you can feel you can feel emotional peace when you eat the peanut butter cups. Now it's short, but you can feel it. Okay? As opposed to a a steadiness in your in your in your spirit, just a it's a calmness. The Holy Spirit will lead you by peace. And this is, this, is, this is all that, it's not that complicated. It just takes, a little, it takes us some time to just walk a few things back and get quiet enough to start listening to the Lord and He will begin to lead your lives and you'll find yourself in places you never thought that you could go. If you allow the Lord 
to work with you and work on you, you'll you'll be in the best place you could ever be. If Jesus were to if Jesus were to come back today, this afternoon at two fifteen and thirty seven seconds, and you can with confidence say, "I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be at the exact time I'm supposed to be there," then God will be very pleased with you. That's all that He asks of us. You understand that? He's He's not asking you to save millions of people. He's not asking you to lay hands on a bunch of sick people and they recover. That's all part of this. But what I'm saying is we, we get so distracted and so confused by all the grand scheme of things. Just be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. And if he tells you to do something, do it. If he tells you to stop doing something, stop. Now he will have grace and there's ability. And I understand sometimes you got to walk out of bad habits. Sometimes you got to, but he has grace to help you through these things. Does that make sense? It's not as complicated and as hard as we make it. Sometimes we get so distracted by what things look like and so frustrated what we think things could happen or I could never get there, I could never do that, and you, and you quit before you even start. Just, just relax and just seek after Him. Just, like, tr- just try it. I know, I, I know it seems crazy, but... The, you know what the definition of the word insanity is? I'll say this, Ben, you can come up. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing the same way, but expecting different results. So I'll, I'll, say, I'll say it like this, and I'm saying to this myself, anyways, because this is a revelation I had to have. If your life sucks, okay, you know how you got there? This is by you making decisions, okay? So what makes you think you can get out of that by your decision making. Now, I'm not trying to beat anyone up. I'm just this is this is something I had to come to the realization of and I remind myself of constantly. So if I can if I can remove my decision making out of the scenario and just rely on God's decision making, he can actually get me out of the situation quicker than I could have, better than I could have, into a better situation, growed up stronger, better off, no more more faithful, better, more love, more peace, more joy. And it, and, it, and it happens way quicker than I thought it would simply because I decided that I got myself there in the first place. Maybe I should stop trying to get myself out. Maybe I should allow him to get me out. Maybe I should seek after him. And his peace and his joy will overwhelm that situation. And it'll be easy. There might be some things that, that rub against your flesh the wrong way. It might be some things that become challenging. But it's such a great place to be as knowing you're exactly where you're supposed to be at the exact time you're supposed to be there. Does that make sense? Yes, no, maybe so? Okay, let's stand up. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tanny Love Church Podcast. For more information about us, visit us online at www.tannylovechurch.com and you can also check us out on social media on Instagram and Facebook.